0: Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to the wonderful world of government contracting. I'm your host, Nancy. Today, we're on episode number 63, and we're going to be discussing ways to leave the 8ABD program. This is especially important for those that are 8 day businesses, so please pay attention. You just need to have an overall understanding, and what better way to learn than by watching our YouTube channel or by listening to our podcast. I'd also like to take a moment and thank our sponsor, BidSync. BidSync is a software that they offer. I'm very familiar with it. Our Procurement te- Technical Assistance Center, otherwise known as PTAC here locally, used to use their company uh, to send out um, notifications. So they go to state, federal, and local governments. They send you emails that meet your criteria to your inbox every day. And it's excellent software. So we'll hear more about those guys in, uh, later on. I just wanted to give you let you know that they are sponsoring the next eight podcasts. So we want to thank them very much. You can show your support. There'll be a link down below, and I'll say a link in our actual later on in the podcast for you to go to and to demo their services. All right, so let's get started. Exiting the program. There's basically five ways you can leave the program. You can complete your program term, which SBA calls graduation. The other way is you can voluntary withdrawal any time during the program. All you need to do is contact your business opportunity specialist and tell them that you want to voluntary withdraw from the program and they will fill out the form and send it to you. You sign it in multiple spots and then you notarize it and then you send it back to them. From there, SBA is going to go ahead and it's going to get sent from the local district office up to SBA headquarters where the final withdrawal will take place. So they may reach out and contact you and say, hey, why are you leaving the program? We need some feedback. So don't be surprised if they do. The other way is you can voluntarily early graduate. If you've met all your objectives and your business plan and you just feel that, You've gotten as much as you can get out of this program, then by gosh, go ahead and early graduate. Again, we talked about graduation. That's when you complete your four program years. We talked about early graduation. And lastly, it's termination. SBA is going to do process of termination, and they're going to give you multiple times to come into compliance. So it's not like you just miss one thing and you're out the door. It's multiple times you have to miss that one thing or more, and then you'll be out the door. So talk about termination. At the bottom you'll see I have put a reference to the Code of Federal Regulations, otherwise known as CFR, and this is the law that governs the 8ABD program. So we're going to talk about graduation and early graduation. SBA can graduate a firm from the program at the expiration of its program term or prior to the expiration of its program term, early graduation, you have successfully completed the program when you've substantially achieved the goals and objectives set forth in your business plan and you demonstrate the ability to compete in the marketplace without assistance under this program, the 8ABD program. Or one or more of the disadvantaged owners is no longer economically disadvantaged. That's basically the two different ways. So how does SBA determine whether I've met my goals and objectives in my business plan? They're going to be assessing your overall competitive strength and viability. And SBA is going to look at the totality of the circumstances, including the following factors. And for those of you that don't understand totality of the circumstances, that generally just means it's going to have to be more than one factor is going to be have to take into consideration. There's going to have to be multiple factors taken into consideration, and those all put together make somebody reasonably believe that you've met the, the uh, goals and objectives of the program and you no longer need it. They're going to look at the one, degree of sustained profitability. How profitable is your business? They're going to actually compare your business with other businesses in the same industry and they're going to compare you, and they're going to say, mm, you're above or average or below the, the those businesses in that industry. And they actually will categorize you as that. And if you are above, and there's actually, we'll get into the next one now, the sales trends, including ratios, they're going to look at your ratios. There's seven ratios they look at. Those seven ratios that they look at are going to make the determination of whether or not that you are viable for early graduation. If you're succeeding in three or more of those categories, it makes you, it puts a little notice out and tells SBA, hey, you need to look at this firm. They may be getting to where they don't need this program. And that's a good thing. And then they're going to look at your business network, your financial ratios, any working capital that you have, um, capital, uh, capital and credit. And then your ability to obtain bonding. So if you can get bonding, all the bonding that you need, or you have a very high bonding rate, that's another indicator that you may not need this program. So before we go on, I want to talk about our sponsor now, BidSync. Are you struggling to find quality public sector bids in a timely manner? I know I am. Well, you're not alone. Based on customer research, BidSync knows that the government suppliers like you spend an average of more than one hour a day looking for bids. That's one hour a day. That's five hours a week. That's 20 hours a month you spend looking for bids. And that you review up to 40 different emails per day. We also realize that you win less than 10% of the bids that you respond to. So BidSync offers government suppliers a simpler, smarter way to find opportunities to help grow your business. After aggregating more than 90,000 government agencies across North America, BidSync's relevant engine curates and delivers the relevant bids for your business in one informative email. This means you save time every day making smarter bidding decisions and ultimately gaining access to more government business. Don't waste another day manually searching for government opportunities. Start your free BidSync account today. Visit BidSync.com slash Contracts Made Easy. And I will put a link in today's show notes for this, but I'm going to spell out BidSync, B-I-D, S is in Sam, Y is in Yankee, N is in Nancy, C is in Charlie. BidSync.com slash Contracts Made Easy. This is for all my listeners on my podcast. If you're out there listening and you don't have a bid sourcing solution, try this one out. It's excellent. I highly recommend it. You need to select this one now. All right. So let's get back into our show, shall we? So we're going to look at, still looking at this, how does I determine whether I've met my goals and objectives? SBA is going to compare. An 8 firm's business and financial profiles with those of non 8 businesses in the same primary NAICS code. I kind of explained that one and jumped ahead a little bit in our last slide, but I just want to come back and touch on that to get us going in. And then you have the strength of your management experience, capability, and expertise. They're also going to look at that. And finally, they're going to look at your ability to operate successfully without 8 contracts. If you can operate without 8-A contract successfully, then really you don't need the 8-ABD program. So let's go on to the next slide, shall we? Let's talk about if you're getting close to exceeding your size standard corresponding to your primary NAITS code. SBA can graduate you if you exceed size standard for your primary NAITS code as adjusted during the program. So they're going to look at every year, just so you know, every year SBA goes out and they take, that's why they want your finances. They're gonna look at your finances and they're gonna say, okay, where was your revenue at? And they're gonna do a little mini size determination on you. And I say mini because SBA, the business opportunity specialist, is not a size specialist. That's a separate section within SBA. But we know enough to determine if somebody's getting close. If you're getting close, then we can tag our people over in government contracting that do size and say, hey, can you do a size determination on this business for us? And they will do that for us. But you don't want to get close. That's the whole thing I'm telling you here and why I'm bringing it up. You don't want to get close to exceeding that size standard. If you're getting close, then you may need to sit down and evaluate your business because you're going to be considered large business and then you're going to be going up against all large business in your primary NAICS code. And that it make things twice as difficult as you currently have it now. So one of the ways that you can do this is to look at your business and, and choose something that's a natural progression for your business. Choose a Nates Code that allows you to grow more in your business. So if you're in the construction industry, where your code code's capped out at uh, $36.6 million over three years, you may have to, that's about a... Then you may want to look at moving over into manufacturing where we have employee base, where we only count the average number of employees over a one-year period. That'll allow you to grow much greater length. That's something you may want to consider. If that's something you do want to consider, then you need to go in and add that NATEs code to your actual SAM profile. And then you're going to have to go in and change your business plan. That business plan is one of the most important documents that you can do for SBA. That business plan tells SBA, it's a roadmap for us, for VOSs, to look at and say, where is this business planning on going in the future? The more knowledge you provide with SBA, the greater chance we can have of helping you succeed your goals. You work on moving your revenue over to the other Nate's Code where you can start to grow your business more. That's not something you can do and say you're in year six. You've got three more years in the program and you're already like within 10, say you're within um, 100000 of achieving that goal. That's too late. You needed to do that well beforehand. So when you hit the transition phase of the AABD program and you're doing fairly well, you need to sit down and look at that and say, where do I want to go and how do I want to do it and add that now before you get to this point in the future. This one has come up and I can't tell you the number of firms that have ran into problems with this. Excessive withdrawals. SBA is going to look at the firm and say, did you withdraw excess funds, or did you withdraw assets from the business? Now, by withdrawing excessive funds or assets from the business, that can just say that um, to SBA that can trigger the SBA that you may no longer need the 8A B D program. Now we're going to look at exactly what those funds are in the next couple slides. Any 8A firm that fails to meet the eligibility requirements for the 8ABD program participation after being admitted to the program will be subject to termination or early graduation. If you exceed the size standard for your primary NAITS code, that is one of the eligibility criteria that will make you ineligible for the program. So if SBA determines that withdrawals from the business are excessive, SBA may propose termination, early graduation, or require some action on part of the A&A firm as a condition of maintaining your program eligibility. If you withdrew money from the business, they may say you need to put that money back in the business. Can't make you do it, but they can kick you out of the program. All right, so let's go to excessive withdrawals. I'm not going to go into the section on which excessive withdrawal. trigger an early graduation and which one would trigger a termination. If you want to know more information about that, please refer to 13 CFR 124.112 or so what is the dollar value that SBA is going to look at to determine is my funds, did I take excessive funds from the business? So if your total revenue is 1 million or below SBA says you can only withdraw $250,000 from your business as like a salary or that includes salaries, bonuses, distributions, everything boiled into one. All right? So if your sales is between 1 million and 2 million, then you can do300,000 withdrawal. If your sales are, exceeds 2 million, Then SBA says, yeah, $400,000 is reasonable for you to withdraw if your sales is over $2 million. Now, caveat to that, and I'm going to bring up the note below. And the note below says, if you qualify for more than one set-aside, you need to make sure that you do not take out more money than the certification allows. For example, a woman owns small business cannot exceed $350,000 in adjusted gross income averaged over the previous three years. So you may not be able to withdraw that $400,000. It might be safer to do that $350,000 so it never comes into question. That's what I want to make you aware of. That's the end of part one. I want to thank you for your time and listening to this. Please hit the subscribe. Please hit the notifications. Please leave comments. Anything is greatly appreciated. Also, I want to tell you about the support group that we have for people that want to do government contracting. Doesn't matter if you're in any of the programs or not, if you want to do government contracting, we have a support group. And if you go to Facebook and look up the group FCME Members, Federal Contracting Made Easy, just using the initials, members, you can request to join our group. Myself or one of our admin people. We'll go ahead and accept you into the group. You can post questions. We'll answer those questions directly on that. It's a closed group, and people are there to help each other. I can't tell you the number of times somebody's posted something and somebody's came in with a response. So please make sure you join that group. It would be greatly appreciated. And as always, until next time, be safe.